Hello, and welcome to SAP on Azure Talk. My name is Ravi Kashyap. And I'm Nathan Weaver. And again, Ravi, I feel like I said this last time, have I got a treat for you. So, <laughs> you know, we've, we've talked about all the consumption and we've started to touch base on different surround stories. And, you know, Ravi, you know, me being an SAP guy for a year, sometimes I have my blinders on that I don't recognize all these things that do surround SAP. And, and one of the interesting topics to me is this whole thing that Microsoft has rolled under the discussion of Power Platform. And um, my treat is, or our treat, Ravi, is we have an expert here to come in and tell us about what are we seeing around, what is the Power Platform, what are use cases, how's it plugging into SAP? So Holger, introduce yourself, tell us who you are and kind of what you do. First of all, thank you very much, Nathan. Thanks, Ravi, for having me. I'm a huge fan of the uh, SAP on Azure talk, so I'm a regular visit, uh, listener when I walk my dog or something like that, it's, it's always great to, to listen to both of you. Uh, Holger Bruchelt, I'm a product manager here at Microsoft in the SAP architecture and SAP integration area. So basically I'm working with SAP as our partner, as our customer, and together with SAP and multiple teams within Microsoft, I'm, I'm trying to bring those teams together, um, listen to customers, listen to partners and get some feedback on what is required, and then to work with both teams and turn some some ideas into reality, I would say. You know what I noticed about the Power Platform right, for the first time? It doesn't start with Azure. Every Azure product starts with Azure. Power Platform doesn't. Yeah, Power Platform is independent of Azure. I mean, yes, there, there are a lot of, lot of connections into the Azure world, but um, you can also run it without even touching Azure. Actually, if we look at the Power Platform, there are four main pillars. And I think the one product that most of the customers know is Power BI, something that a lot of customers, small, big and small, are using for their analytics areas where they connect to multiple data sources, where they mesh up data, where they have a lot of end users actually really um, creating nice dashboards to, to visualize the data that they have. So I think Power BI is, is probably the most known product of the Power Platform. And as you said, it's completely independent of Azure. And there, there's a free trial available. You can go there and just, there's also a desktop version for Power BI available. So you can just give it a try even without any, any Azure. Holger, so let me fire a couple of questions at you and then, then I'll spin you up and, and let you talk, right? I get calls from a lot of my colleagues that they understand what Power BI is because that's pretty straightforward. There's a bunch of other things that fall under Power Platform with Power Apps. And, and I've talked a little bit on this show about Power Automate and how I love that as a, you know, the old flow, but it's really the rebranding with Power Automate and how that thing is just taken off with our robotic process automation kind of discussions. And you just mentioned there are four pillars under, under Power, so I can kind of let you chat about that too. But if I'm firing a couple of questions at you, are these licensed products? You mentioned downloading something that you can download. Is this something that I have to download, that I should download? Is it a is it a cloud app? Is it a server? Is it a client? Like if I'm just kind of wrapping those three questions together, what is this? Um, besides Power BI that we talked about, as you said, we have Power Apps that allows you to create an application in a very easy way. We have Power Automate, also one of my favorites actually, where you can automate a lot of processes. And we have Power Virtual Agents, um, which allows you to create a bot, um, for example, that you can embed in Teams and then really um, empower your users to have chatbot experiences. All of these products are licensed products, yes. So they are licensed um, around um, a user-based license. There are app-based licenses. There's also now a pay-as-you-go model. But what I actually like the most is 
all of this is available in a free trial. So if you are interested, if you just want to see, is it good, is it bad, does it work in my company, then there is a free trial available. There's a free tier, similar like what we have with the Office 365 developer program. There's something that you can sign up for free and then you can give it a try for 30 days. It extends automatically or you can extend it. So it's very, very easy to get started. That reminds then, me of the free tier that SAP is offering now for BTP. <laughs> they announced that in SAP a decade last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually here, and I think that's the case, you don't even need a credit card. So, um, I mean, even the, the free tier on the SAP side, similar like the free tier on Azure, um, you need to have a credit card to, um, even though it's not charged, um, but but you need to 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 use it as a as a kind of authentication. I think with the Power Platform, you don't even need that. So it's it's really very very easy to get started. Coming back to this download thing, um, you actually don't even need to download anything. If I look at Power Apps, if I look at Power Automate or Virtual Agents, these are all tools that you can run completely in the in, in the cloud, in, in the browser. So you just open powerapps.com, you sign in, you log in with your user, and then everything that you do, creating new application, creating new, new flow, creating new, new chatbot, can be done completely in the browser. So um, again, getting started is extremely easy. Testing it out is very easy and creating your first app and uh, deploying it is really easy. That's all about the Microsoft ecosystem, right? How Power Platform works, but this is an SAP podcast. So <laughs> how does it connect to SAP? And I think that's one of the, the most important things because if you look at um, SAP and their keep your core clean strategy, where they're saying, look, um, don't develop in the SAP system, but develop outside of the SAP system. And that's where we see partners going on SAP Fiori, developing SAP Fiori application and stuff like that. But I think the beautiful sweet spot that we have with the Power Platform is that instead of um, these very specialized Fiori developers, we can really address millions of end users um, with the Power Platform. And with the Power Platform, we have lots of connectors. I don't know, I think we have over 500 connectors in the meantime that allow you to connect, obviously, to Office 365, to um, all the, the Microsoft ecosystem, to multiple Azure services, to other third-party services, like if you have an Oracle, a Salesforce, or whatever, but also SAP connectors. So we have dedicated connectors, especially for SAP. And I think one of our most popular connector is the SAP ERP connector, which is an SAP certified connector. I think that's always also good when we talk to SAP customers, you can say, yeah, it is certified actually. I mean, it allows you to connect to BAPIs and RFCs in your SAP system. So I think um, customers that have been around with SAP, they know what a BAPI is. BAPIs have been there for tens of years, I would say in the meantime. So um, this is a very well-known technology, a well-known um, set, and that's what the ERP connector um, connects to. Hold on, Holger, are you talking about business application programming interfaces? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I personally haven't used the ERP connector, but what I have used is the Power BI connector with HANA. Yeah, and the, the Power BI connector, I mean, this is specifically for, for the analytics piece. And that's, again, where, where I think we need to differentiate a little. Um, the Power Platform has the analytics piece with Power BI, where we have the HANA connector, where we have an ERP connector, where we have a BW connector. So it's real, where we also have an OData connector that, that allows you to connect to uh, multiple facets and versions of an SAP system. So I think that's a fantastic way to connect. And there are multiple ways how you can do that. There's a um, direct query connection where we really do live connections in the SAP system um, to visualize the data. But there's also a way where we replicate the data into Power BI and, and then are able to analyze this. So, But this is for Power BI, for the analytics piece. 
for the other three components, um, for Power Apps, Virtual Agents, and Power Automate, we have this ERP connector. We have also something um, as part of the Power Automate. It's called Power Automate Desktop. It's our RPA solution, basically. So it's an agent that you install, that you can install on-prem. And this agent allows you to simulate clicks. So basically, you can literally open up your SAP GUI, type in username and password, open a transaction, go to a DUNPRO screen, enter some fields there, click F8 to, to execute, and then click on Stop Recording. And then all these processes are recorded and available in Power Automate. Then you can go in and modify, say, okay, the username should not be hard-coded. Um, maybe the transaction should always be the same, but the purchase ID or, or, or the, the product ID that I, that I enter should be a dynamic value that is um, created maybe by a Power App or something like that. So with this RPA solution, we can really address any end user that knows how to work with an SAP system, and they can now automate these steps. It's certainly not the most performant, the most scalable solution, but it empowers everyone to get started with the Power Platform. So I definitely see this as an entry point for some customers, but then my recommendation is always to go to the API um, integration, either the ERP connector or what we didn't talk about yet is um, we also have an OData connector in private preview currently that allows you to connect to OData services, very similar like what SAP Fiori is doing. So, so these are more or less the, the, the connections that we provide out of the box to connect your power platform to an SAP system. I just so, heard well, something that I want to confirm. Did you say that it's not an Azure thing? You can connect on-prem or anything else too? Everything, yes. Let me jump in here for a second though, because my next question, so let me pontificate for a second, and then I have a question at the end of this. So Holger, like I said before, I'm a huge Power Automate fan. And I think that RPA in general, or you hear the ro robot workers or digital worker come up a lot in, in when we're starting to talk about this. I know that's a like an industry term that you're starting to hear more of. But with UiPath going public and all the push around Blue Prism and automation anywhere, there's been a big swell for RPA products over the last few years. Uh, even SAP bought what was I can't remember the name out of France. I think it was Contextor or what. And and then SAP bought that company and rebranded them as Intelligent ERP themselves. I just love the fact that Power Automate is really coming out and doing the things it's doing. Which leads me to my question, right? And and Ravi bringing up on-prem or even sticking in other clouds, you can still use these tools. And and I think all this stuff plugs great in with Teams, and we can kind of wrap it all together. And even going back to um, your Fiori OData connection. I, I know there's actually a lot of partners out there that are creating Power Apps instead of Fiori. Not that Fiori's bad, it's just a, a whole display. My question, now that it's taken me five minutes to get there, talk to me a little bit about security. Like when we're plugging these things in, obviously we're talking about moving data and, and displaying information that maybe we're pulling some display information out of SAP to put into a Power App and you're pushing data back. What's kind of the security layer here? First of all, the connectivity can be made secure. So you can use HTTPS connections. You can use SNC instead of your, of your, of your standard RFC connections. So from a transport way, we, we have all the mechanisms in place to really make the transport of the data secure. Now, the next thing that obviously is very important is how does the authentication also work? Um, and there, um, we can use username and password. Uh, that, that's something that we see with a lot of customers just to get started, that you really authenticate, that you ask the user um, in your Power App, for example, for the SAP user and the SAP password, and then 
um, you, you authenticate this user to the SAP system, which again, obviously means that the user has the permissions that this specific user that he or she entered um, has. What is the next step typically is single sign-on. Because um, when I typically start, and, and you, you already mentioned, one of the, the great things of the Power Platform is that it can be extremely easily embedded into Microsoft Teams, into my Office applications or something like that, where by default, I start my authentication journey with Azure Active Directory. So I am authenticated with an Azure Active Directory user. And now what we have in place is um, a mechanism to have a single sign-on into the SAP system. So really that the user that opens up the Power Virtual Agents in Teams or that opens up Power Automate from the Excel integration, that this user is the very same user that is actually also then authenticated in the SAP backend system. So that again, from an auditing perspective, for, from a logging security perspective, from a licensing perspective, we can make sure that we have a one-to-one -one user mapping, that the user on the um, client, on the front-end side, is also the user on the backend side, so that you really have a secure communication, but you also have a secure authentication, that, that um, you really have the user who uses the Power Automate application or the Power App um, application is the one that also logs on to the, to the SAP system. So that's all the technical jargon, right? If I'm an end user, what can I do? Tell me some real use case. So, and I think that's that's where it's getting really, really interesting because um, Nathan just made the, the comparison to SAP Fiori. And I think um, with Fiori, um, the first thing is SAP provides you with lots of, with thousands of ready to use applications. So it's, it's really great. There are a lot of customers that build huge projects around developing Fiori applications and stuff like that. Now, one huge benefit of the Power Platform is that we can address all the users that have a small idea, that have a small application that, that they need to, a small problem, an issue that they want to solve. And with the Power Platform, it's just a few clicks away and then they have it running. So um, think of an application where you just need to look up some information on the SAP site. Maybe you add a barcode scanner. So, so if you have um, a package received, you just scan the barcode. Um, you have a small um, power app that um, reads the information and sends it back to the SAP system. Or other scenarios where in, in a chatbot, you, you want to get um, the latest information on um, a sales order or um, where's your what's the status of an invoice or something like that. So, so you can very easily connect there. Um, we have scenarios, actually some things that, that we were using internally. We have power apps that allow you to control an SAP system. So obviously, as, as we all know, if you run your SAP system on Azure, if you have this as a sandbox system, you don't need it 24-7. So you want to start it and stop it when you need it. So um, instead of typing in all these commands, well, you can build a quick power app that allows you to start and stop this SAP system. We have scenarios with Power Automate where we analyze incoming tickets and then we use AI models to, so, so first of all, we have a Power Automate flow that is triggered when an, a ticket is created. Then we have an AI model that um, evaluates the ticket and then sends this ticket to the corresponding or the right person to, to work on this ticket. So it's, it's a huge area, I would say, of scenarios. We have customers like um, Coca-Cola United that uh, are using Power Automate to classify invoices. So they, they are still getting invoices via email. And now um, with Power Automate, there, there's a tool called AI Builder embedded in the Power Platform that allows you to evaluate this incoming invoice to extract all the relevant information and then create the invoice actually in the SAP system. What I really find extremely fascinating is that it's not this uh, Power Automate is great for this industry and this specific use case. No, it's, it's really for everyone. 
And actually, um, you, you might have seen we have created a, a demo environment here within Microsoft where we create some showcases. The whole onboarding process is automated via Power Automate. So um, someone signs up that he wants to get access. Then we have a Power Automate flow that uh, asks for permission. Is it okay? Then we set the right permissions. We provide the, the user credentials to access. So it's even these very small things where typically you would need to monitor your inbox, where you would need to perform some actions. All of this is, can, can be automated. And that's really, really powerful from my point of view. I just bought a laptop from Microsoft Store during Black Friday sale. After I was done with all of this, there was a chatbot that said it could send me an update and stuff. So do you think they're using Power Automate in the background? I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually with Power Virtual Agents. It's so easy and it's amazingly easy. That's the, the, the fascinating thing to create a chatbot. Um, if you're in Teams right now, then go to Applications, search for Power Virtual Agents, enable this app, and there's an, a tutorial that allows you to create a chatbot in five minutes. Now, this chatbot does not yet have the connectivity to SAP, but getting this SAP piece done is, let's say, another 15 minutes. And then you have a chatbot in Teams that allows you to look up data in your SAP system. And that's just mind-blowing. I mean, if I look back at how complicated it was like five years ago to get an SAP system, and I, I wasn't even dreaming about creating a chatbot that connects to an SAP system. And now it's, you can just do it. Do you have to train the chatbot to answer the questions or it, how does it learn? So there is a pre-trained model that you do. Obviously, when you have a new topic, when you have a new scenario, so, so it's called the topics in, um, in, in Power Virtual Agent, then you provide a bunch of uh, words that, that would trigger this, this um, specific um, topic. This is where Power Virtual Agents comes with natural learning capabilities, where um, it, natural language capabilities that, that help you to, uh, that, you, that it does not only react to the three key phrases that you have entered, but, but it's um, a little more dynamic and allows you then to more easily interact with these scenarios. I love it when we talk about how to make things real. And honestly, I think it was your podcast, which we'll talk about in a second, or your YouTube show, your video series, and we'll talk about that in just a second, that they really helped me focus on ideas. Because when I first started here in the Power Platform, my mind was racing of, oh, how are we going to make this real? This is just a surround. It's not really a thing. And and then I started seeing some of the use cases that you described. And one of my favorite ones is, and you said how Microsoft is doing some reporting of issues. And I love it because the way that thing actually works is it's in Teams. It actually pulls data from Solution Manager related to certain transactions that have a user assigned from a support model perspective. So that interface is real, right? I mean, when it's doing the flow of, hey, I'm reporting an issue, it goes and grabs transaction information and documentation related to that transaction, as well as who actually owns the support for that from Elite, and it's routing it to the right person at the right time or as quickly as possible to get a quicker resolution. I saw another one of the examples from somebody on your show that talked about purchase requisitions and how to flow that through easily where you're getting all of the information and it's flowing, doing all the workflows to get approval and you never actually have to log into SAP, but it's using all the SAP information It's as this transaction back and forth. You still need to have a user ID. It's not that it's like we're skirting around SAP licensing, but it's just trying to make that process easy. And I think for me, that's where a lot of that real value really comes in. It, it's making your life easier for doing transactions and, and getting the, let's call it the commodity stuff out of the way. Yeah. And by the way, I love your video series. 
Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing with your your series on on the SAP on Azure video stuff. What what is that? <laughs> we started this almost two years ago, uh, and and the idea was to bring in an expert um, on a regular basis that would talk about certain things and. Um, yeah, it evolved. So a typical episode looks like we, we start with a quick um, update from the week, um, just some news that, that happened. And then we have an expert from the Microsoft ecosystem talking about it. So um, whether we, we invite someone that talks about the Azure monitoring um, solution for SAP, or um, we have uh, colleagues talked about the Azure Sentinel. We obviously talked about a lot the infrastructure topic, how to actually run an SAP system on Azure. What became very clear to me again in in Microsoft, we're taking SAP extremely serious, and and with that we have now a really rich, a really knowledgeable community in in Microsoft that knows SAP in and out, and um, that's actually something that we are tapping into. So um, we're just uh, facilitating the video podcast, and um, we have all these fantastic experts joining us, talking about their experience, talking about their releases so it's a it's a show where i actually learn a lot by just um hosting these yeah, these, uh, exactly. these shows my, my favorite parts are the demos with on our show we talk about a lot of stuff but you don't get to see anything or you don't get to learn the process per se so another day i was looking at the azure sentinel demo i learned a lot from those no that that's always very impressive for me what what the different folks across the world are, are doing we had a show with a, um, a colleague from the CSA community from, from the Asia-Pacific area, something where I'm typically not working in. And it was also really interesting to hear his insights there, what, what's happening in, in, in this region of the world. So it was it's, it's always really fascinating. All right, so as we come to the end of the show, Nathan, what are your parting thoughts? So I know you guys know Margaret Sinan. And Margaret is uh, she's uh, um, from Australia, and I always joke with her that I want to use her voice for my uh, GPS so that she can tell me which way I'm turning with that accent. I'm going to tell you, Holger, there's nothing better than hearing a, a German accent talking about SAP. So I'm just going <laughs> to leave that right there. That anytime, anytime I'm listening to something from now on, I wish I could have a filter to have Holger's voice over top of anything talking about SAP because it just feels right. So that's my parting thought. Um, Holger, you might want to try and to create an avatar with a voice for uh, that we can use as voiceovers. But Holger, in all seriousness, thank you so much for being on the show. Ravi, how about you? you have any parting thoughts? <laughs> you know, talking about voice, maybe she, Holger should create an Alexa voice or, or Cortana voice. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> that would be cool. But you know, in the early days when I was trying to learn more about Power Automate, something that stuck to me was Microsoft's website said Power Automate. Then automation anywhere, comma, anytime. I'm like, is this related to automation anywhere? Are we competing with them or what? <laughs> so that was kind of funny to me. It was my pleasure. Thank you. Right, talk to you later. Bye.